Grace to you and peace in the name of our Lord and our Savior, our King, Jesus. Amen. Why did the Magi, or as they are often called, the wise men, come to see Jesus? According to Matthew's account of this event, they made the journey from somewhere in the east. We don't know exactly where it's thought, perhaps Persia or, or maybe uh, somewhere in southern Arabia. And the scripture says that they came to worship him. When they arrived in Jerusalem, the Magi asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. So I guess the why they came is clearly stated by the Magi themselves. But why did Matthew think it was important to record this event for us? That's a whole different story. Traditionally, it has been taught that Matthew recorded this event to show how Jesus had come for all people. It had often been called uh, the Gentile Christmas, as you might know, because these wise men, these magi, were Gentiles, guided by this star, supposedly sent from heaven, to show that God's salvation was not only intended for all people, but He was now inviting all people to come and worship Him, not just the Jews, as had been commonly thought throughout the days of the writing of the Old Testament. And that's why today well, we call this Epiphany, it's the name that we've given to this event, Again, it's often called the Gentile Christmas. The word epiphany is literally a word in Greek that comes two words that mean to shine upon. And so the idea is that God has now shone or shined upon the Gentiles the good news of the birth of the Savior Jesus. But as you can probably tell from the way I'm talking... <laughs> I'm not so sure that's correct. I mean, I don't doubt uh, Matthew's record of this event certainly does show us the all-inclusive nature of the gospel. I get that. Nor do I doubt that God certainly wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. I know that's true because it says it elsewhere in the Scriptures. I'm just not sure that the reason why Matthew recorded this event is the one that we've traditionally said. You see, when the Magi arrived in Jerusalem, they began searching for the one who had been born king of the Jews. They did not come looking for a savior from God, someone who was going to save them from their sins. They came looking for a king. 
And they didn't come to worship Him in the same sense that you and I come to worship Jesus as our Lord and our Savior as the Son of God every single time we come here on a Sunday morning to worship Him as our God. They didn't come with that mindset. The word translated as worship here literally in Greek simply means to bow down. It suggests the idea of kneeling low or prostrating of oneself before someone else to show them honor and respect. That Magi came to to Judea to find Jesus, to worship Him in the same sense that you and I do, that of praising and glorifying Him as God Himself. Highly unlikely and not really supported by the text, nor by history, nor by their probable culture. In fact, we can follow Jesus through his life. Even the disciples did not know that he was God in the flesh. They didn't figure that out until Pentecost. (laughs) That they came to Judea to honor him and to pay homage to this new king is much more likely and consistent with the fact that they were searching for the king of the Jews. You read the story and you see that it was Herod, not the Magi, who asked about the birthplace of the Messiah, the Christ. They came looking for a king. And I believe that's why Matthew included this visit of the Magi in this biography of Jesus' life. I believe that he wanted the Jews, and that's who Matthew wrote for. He wrote for a Jewish audience. I believe that he wanted the Jews for whom he wrote the gospel to know that Jesus was the prophesied and promised king of Israel. He is the one who was to be and who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, whose kingdom and whose reign will never end. And I believe God inspired Matthew to include this event in his gospel. And again, it's the only place it's included in the scriptures. To complement the other three gospel accounts, which more so focus on Jesus as the Son of God, as our Savior from sin, and as the light of life. Now to be sure, Jesus is all of that and more. But not to be lost in the plethora of passages that focus on the salvific work of Jesus and on the character of Jesus. Matthew's story of the Magi helps us to know and remember that Jesus is not just our Savior, but He is also our King. In fact, His reign as King 
is from everlasting to everlasting. Long before He ever died on a cross to forgive us of our sins. Long before He ever rose from the grave to conquer death for us. He reigned as King of all creation. Now the Magi did not know the extent or the duration of the kingdom of Jesus' reign. But they knew he was a king. And as such, they came to pay him the respect that he was due and to honor him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So why is all this important for us today? Because you and I don't just need a Savior in our lives. We don't just need someone who has saved us from the penalty of our sins for eternity. For eternity. We need a King also. One who reigns over our day-to-day trials and struggles here and now, too. We don't just need a Savior for eternity. We need a King who is sovereign over our lives, our present, right here and right now. The story of Jesus' birth in Luke 2 That story is a blessing to me because it tells me that Jesus came to be my Savior, to bear the punishment of my sin through His suffering and His death on the cross and to overcome my death through His resurrection from the grave that one day I might live with Him in His kingdom of heaven for all eternity. But the story of the Magi coming to see Jesus in Matthew 2, that story is also a blessing to me. Because it tells me that Jesus also came to this world to be my king. To have sovereign reign over everything in my life. Everything that threatens me in my life. Right here and right now over my illnesses, over my fears, over my trials, over my sorrows, over my loneliness, over my doubts, over my confusion, over my weaknesses, over my broken relationships, over my addictions, over my failures, and yes, over my sin. Jesus is king over all of it. And because He reigns over all of it, He can give me victory over all of it. So you see, the birth of Jesus isn't just about the birth of a Savior. It's also about the birth of a King. And thus the hope that we live in with Jesus is not just a hope that finds its fulfillment in the life that is to come. 
but it's a hope that is realized here and now. As we entrust our lives to the one who reigns as king over all creation. The one who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.